when you talk about a health update, I really wanted to look at it as a three-prong approach. Where are we in regards to COVID-19 um, within the United States and here in Waterbury? Uh, where are we in terms of the health of the Palestinian in general? And where are we in terms of the financial health of the Palestinian? So I'll start off with COVID-19 from what we know right now. Um, there is an uptick, as many of you know, going on in Waterbury. Um, I've been dealing with a lot of positive cases that have come through the drive-through at St. Mary's. Uh, there are a number of people who have tested positive, much more than we saw in the two months prior. Uh, that doesn't mean anything bad right now. It, they're not necessarily in the hospital. There's a few more cases in the hospital than we've seen in prior months, but we are not in any way overflowing or in any kind of dangerous situation in the hospital. So while we're seeing an uptick, it remains to be seen how much of an uptick we're going to see and what it's gonna look like. Then we talk about the health of the Palestina, which by the way, looks spectacular. Uh, we appreciate on a financial side, everything everyone did in donating money last year, buying the tickets for the raffle, helping to keep us afloat, um, telling us we could keep the money for some shows. All of this really pushed us to really foster the bottom line on an economic standpoint. And where do we go from here? Well, right now the board has been very active in looking at everything that's potentially coming down the pike. We are working hand in hand with Frank and the entire staff of trying to maintain our financial stability, which we are doing very well right now, and also making sure that the palace will be here, and Frank will allude to this a little later on, uh, not only be here, but be ready to welcome shows, to welcome concerts, to welcome whatever we can back to the theater when we're ready to do so. If you look at the place on the inside, it looks absolutely fabulous. Staff has been doing a great job in, you know, maintaining the cleanliness, the overall, um, you know, health of the theater, let me say. Um, so that's been maintained, even though it's empty, it is in perfect condition. And, I, and I'm gonna jump in because one of the things we as well is the fact that we've received a couple grants. We've made some Correct. technological improvements to the building. Uh, we keep on looking to improve the space so that when we are ready for the customer to come back, it is a better experience. It is more active experience as well. So although it appears um, nothing's going on, stuff is still taking place in the building. Correct, and financially we are um, truly holding our own and we appreciate everything people have been doing for us. Exactly, and and Peter could be more right. The donations we received during the um, um, during the springtime, uh, with people returning their tickets, could not have been more helpful. Could not have been more appreciated as well. Interesting question that has always come up, Peter. Quite honestly, for us, because we are dark, is what are you guys doing? What have you been doing? I was going to ask you, have you uh, done yeah. anything <laughs> since <laughs> March 13th? Actually, I've been doing a lot of this. So for those of you who are at home, have a cocktail because <laughs> this is the time. So absolutely. <laughs> But besides the drinking, um, quite honestly, we've been looking at, it's been a, a process. It, the activity within the space, although you know our event staff sadly is gone, our administrative staff is all here at a reduced level, but the level of work and activity that is still in the space is pretty incredible. 
All the shows that we had scheduled in the springtime had got moved to the fall. We were under the impression, everyone, that this was going to last two, three months after June, July, we'd be back to normal, uh, back to good business. Unfortunately, that has not been the case. This has impacted the organization. So as you can imagine, the shows that were on the schedule moved to the fall. Now the ones that were on the schedule in the fall are moving to the spring. And realistically, some of those in the spring are moving to the season of 21-22. So this has been, for lack of a better term, um, an, um, the ability of moving the deck chairs on the Titanic, but ultimately we are not sinking. It has just been a process to kind of keep everything and all the moving pieces in place. And, and, and pursuant to that, we work closely, not only with the mayor's task force, which I'm sometimes chair of, not chair, not, not really quite sure, but on every single call, but also the governor's task force and everything else so that we are really trying to keep abreast of every potential change. And that is a huge and important point because had we, and we were early in the impression of come um, April, May, June, we were going to implement some operational plans. That was if the, we were going to be opening our doors tomorrow. Um, reality is the guidelines continue to shift. The health crisis continues to move as well. And nothing has been finalized, although there will be some exciting news coming out. Um, I believe it's on, uh, on Thursday as far as reopening um, strategies, but we've been trying to keep afloat. We've been trying to keep abreast of all that information that's out there. Um, venues like the Palace and the Schubert in New Haven and the Bushnell and the Warner, et cetera, we're all experiencing that same challenge. So it is one of those things that we're doing our best to keep mindful um, of the business, but safety and the security of the customer is also foremost in all of our thoughts. And I, and I think our elected officials are, are aware of what we're doing here and are working closely with us and the mayor has been great. Um, we have you know, been in constant contact with him and in conversation with him um, and the rest of the business leaders because they realize that the palace is an economic driver for the whole city. It, our state impact, our community impact, as well as the impact we have on the state, it's been huge. I mean, the state's tourism industry has been crippled, we'll say, by the theaters that are, have been closed, big and small, museums, et cetera. It's really incumbent on us to be able to open our doors at some point, but we cannot do so without the state allowance and knowing that, again, safety and security of the patron is first and foremost. So um, it's a tough balance. A lot of this remains out of our control. So when you at home, are um, thinking about why can't they open the doors? Why can't they have people in the building? Why can't they put on a show? We are part of a larger ecosystem that really um, is con contingent on um, the rest of the environment being perfect for us to reopen, regather um, and reclaim our palace. So we're getting there, but it is gonna take some time. And the palace will be here and ready to open its doors as soon as we're given permission. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what kind of programming are we looking at? Well, that's the thing. We're looking at a lot of programming. Much of the program that we had talked about in the springtime, um, in this coming fall, is still on the docket. The reality is, as I mentioned, we're part of an ecosystem. Broadway has been shut down. As Broadway subscribers and patrons of our Webster Broadway series, which we need to thank them for their continued support of this organization and our programming mission, um, the, the programming that comes out of New York is really what drives the programming that ends up in the palace and or across the state at our other sister venues. Sadly, as we all know, New York has been crippled even more so than Connecticut has. The production of titles in New York has ceased. There is no reopening of any um, Broadway markets at this point in New York um, scheduled. 
They claim it's going to be in March. That would be an interesting um, um, fact if it in fact comes to um, fruition. The producers who put on these shows, who find the titles that are going to build new programming for down the road, have all ceased to perform because of the fact that actors are unable to gather in a space. There is no um, place to convene large groups of people safely, securely, and with state guidance. So what we're finding is that the programming that we wait for that is driven by the supply chain that is New York and Broadway is pretty much come to a screeching halt, unfortunately. The good news is all the titles that we had looked at in the past and we have not delivered since last spring and we had intended to present in the fall um, and in the spring of 21, those are the titles that are going to be coming back. The agents, the producers, and the marketing um, agencies in New York realize that they have a commodity, commodity that exists and a tour that is ready to go out on the road. So those are gonna be the titles that are gonna to return to the palace. The ones that we promised, but never delivered, you will in fact see. So that's the good news about it. Also, let me just interject when they do, and when we're given the guidelines, we've been working with staff on uh, Dave Flowers and his whole crew on how we're going to make it a safe experience for everybody to be in the palace in close proximity. Absolutely, that's critical um, to it. And that actually is part of the big part of the equation, even in New York, because they do not want to put actors at risk um, who are coming in um, contact with touring markets and are touring stagehands or patrons. So the safety of all individuals is critical. And because and Frank and I have talked about this in the past, it's not just, well, Connecticut's doing well. Well, New York has to do well, New Jersey has to do well, Connecticut has to do well, the South has to do well, and the Midwest has to do well because that's where the shows move. Mm -hmm. So they go to Massachusetts and Rhode Island and Vermont and New Hampshire, and then they come down and they go into you know, New Jersey and venues such as the Palace here in Waterbury. So all of us have to be doing well from a COVID standpoint in order to make these shows happen. That, that is the best point because most people don't realize that, that most touring Broadway relies on 30 to 40 weeks of continuous, contiguous and consecutive activity. So they have to travel across the country one day after the next from city to city, venue to venue until they actually accommodate those 30 weeks, sometimes even 40 weeks. If there are not 40 markets available, not 40 venues that are safe, if the numbers are remain right. high in other places, to your point, Peter, the tours will go out. So we are kind of crippled by the fact that this COVID um, pandemic has really done, um, kind of has had a devastating effect on the country, therefore the market, therefore our product line. And in case anyone's sitting out there saying, yeah, but the National Football League is playing football. Yes, that's true. They have 50 players on each team that they're testing, but they're not playing in front of anyone. So it's a very different world when you sit in an empty stadium. Yeah. We could put on a performance here and video it and send it to mm -hmm. you, but that's not the same thing as seeing live Broadway. And that is a great jumping off point because we've had those conversations internally with our colleagues and how do we get digital, um, how do we get virtual, how do we kind of bring our program and product out to the marketplace? And um, there's a few people who are on this call I know and they've heard me say it, What's true to our mission is live entertainment, engaging and re-enlisting in the theater, creating that energy between the performers, the actors, the, um, the, the uh, patrons, the staff, that is where the excitement comes from. Correct. Sitting at home on a Zoom call watching a production of The Phantom of the Opera may not have that same impact as seeing it in our beautiful palace theater. 
So we've kind of grappled with that digital um, in virtual um, programming because it's, it's available, but is it appropriate? And we also do not want to train our customers to sit back, stay home and watch a show um, whenever they want um, at their discretion because the excitement of being in a live theater is being in live company with others as well. So that's a great point. And I will probably bring this back up at the very end, but I will tell you right now, we are here to stay. We're gonna celebrate our 100th anniversary year mm -hmm. in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, <clears throat> it could be a spectacular year. Um, the board is working hard at thinking up of all kinds of different ideas and really working with the city on what we can do to celebrate that kind of a milestone for the city of Waterbury. So hear us when we say we're not going away, we are here to stay, we're all in this together, we've got to get through this. Trust me on Broadway, they're probably saying the exact same thing that we're saying here to you tonight. Yeah, they, and they are, and there's a social media campaign that says um, Broadway, it's coming back or hashtag it's worth the wait. We have to build up that level of excitement, that level of anticipation. People need to see this. And right. so it's, our, it's incumbent on us as the venues and the markets to do so. To your point about our 100th anniversary, Peter, we got ripped off, quite honestly, people, casual conversation. Our 15th anniversary was supposed to be celebrated. We were supposed to have a wonderful event this May in, in touting the fact that we, as a new Palace Theater Group in this new restored facility, achieved 15 years. We got ripped off, people. And it's a shame because I think we had some wonderful events, not only scheduled on the stage, but special events to really kind of celebrate and commemorate the support we've received from everybody. We're taking this opportunity to take a breath because we have given this opportunity forced upon us to take a breath. We are going to pull back a little bit this year, this current season, which we are in, which is a fiscal year 2021, we'll may, say, may see a handful of programming come out, which means that we will be investing all of our time, our energy, our programmatic efforts into making the 2022 year, 100th year anniversary of the palace, the biggest, the best, and one that says, not only are we open for 100 years, we are open at 100% capacity again. That's our push, that is our drive. We need to be able to accomplish that and we need to kind of reclaim our spot because we were doing so well. We just got a little, um, you know, COVID unfortunately took us on a, a, a wrong path or uh, it de derailed our train a little bit. So we vow to you programmatically, it's all going to come back. Broadway as well as concerts, we need to be patient. Um, and when we do come back, It'll be a celebration that we can all enjoy. Um, and it'll also be a celebration that will be different because of the fact that we will have achieved so much by withstanding this kind of world crisis and that we're gonna be here to celebrate. It. Right, so the crisis is not Waterbury, as we all know, it's a world crisis. It's a pandemic. It's something that, uh, listen, I live every single day in the hospital um, and you know, deal with every single day. We got through a horrible time in March and April, we're doing way better than that. We're back to, um, you know, functioning as a, as a hospital, as our, as is Waterbury Hospital. So we're safe, we're open. We hope to be safe and open the Palace Theater in a short time as well, as soon as we get the okay. And as soon as we know we can guarantee your safety and that of everyone who works here. Absolutely. And, and, and to that point, the next thing I did want to address because we've had many of our subscribers ask, when are you going to announce the season? When can I buy my seats? When can I make a payment towards um, this um, 
um, our subscription package, et cetera. Um, and the reality is we just don't feel comfortable in rolling out dates and times and titles because there still remains so much uncertainty. For those subscribers who are paying attention um, in the spring, we rolled out what would have been this coming season. Um, and we rolled out awesome titles. We had the bands visit, Anastasia, beautiful uh, waitress, Donna Summer the Musical. They were all part of our effort um, in our, our planned season for um, this coming season. We rolled it out in the form of a puzzle because we understood at that time that those puzzle pieces were going to shift, they were going to change, and they may not look exactly the way um, we had originally intended. The good news is those titles are still un in the works. Those are the titles that are going to be delivered. It's just a matter of timing um, and when it is going to be safe and when they will be prepared to tour again. So we are not going to announce or formally put our subscription on paper with a price point um, for you to engage in until we are 100% certain that when we do this, it is going to be a deliverable that we can bring to you. And that is out of kind of respect to our patrons and also um, in respect to the crisis we're going through because it, it continues to provide so much uncertainty. So for those of you anxious to write us a check, appreciate that. Um, but well, gonna, yeah. I will say, feel free to yeah. do so. Uh, you know, <laughs> someone's got to watch the book. Yeah, so, yeah. hey, but, send it in. <laughs> that was the chairman. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but for those of you anxious, I would say just hold off. We will promise to get to you as soon as we can um, and as soon as we feel comfortable with it. The interesting thing that is going to happen, COVID has really offered us an opportunity as well. It's gonna allow us to make some changes as well. We may be looking at different subscription package models previously than we've done before. There might be more options, more flexibility, more um, lenient exchange and or movement policies. Because if you come to the theater and you don't feel comfortable sitting next to this guy, you may want to ask to move your seats. And I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> um, so we will offer new exchange policies. We'll offer a little bit more convenient, um, flexible picking and choosing of your choice, um, just because we think that is might be the new norm. Reality is going to be that um, things will be different upon your arrival. We will find that we may not be doing ticket taking with, um, um, with scanners, but there might be stand-up kiosks to mitigate hand transmission of, um, um, of exchange with um, individuals. Playbills may be either a pickup or might be a digital. We're seeing all these things shift within the industry in response to COVID. And I throw this all out there very vaguely only because nothing has been solidified, but changes are coming because it's been forced upon us. But the good news is, to Peter's point, we will reopen the doors. We will re-engage with live theater. The experience upon arrival might just look a little bit differently as well. I mean, we all have to be safe and we have to think of this in the future of everything that we do. So I don't go to restaurants and get handled, handed a menu that isn't either a throwaway or I take my phone, scan it, and I read the menu on my phone. Um, those are the changes we're going to see. It's not going to affect our programming. It's just will affect the old way we went to the theater, that's all. Exactly, and I think it is a, gonna be a learning curve for many, um, but I think it's also gonna be welcome because um, being able to enter the theater, feeling comfortable, safe, secure, knowing that you have maybe perhaps mitigated um, transmission and ability to um, um, be in contact with others, I think that's gonna make the experience that much more hopefully enjoyable and uh, consumer confidence is a critical point, which right. I think- Well, and, and, and in consumer confidence, what do you hear about the rollouts that are coming on opening up spaces? Yeah, and that's the thing. So rollout on October 8th, which would be two days from now, the new phase three reopening um, for the state of Connecticut is rolling out. 
it's exciting news to a degree. Currently, we're at phase two. 25 people are allowed in this building. Right now, there's three of us, so only 22 more people could enter this 2,600-seat venue. Does it make any sense? And for that reason, we did not provide programming or didn't even try to do anything financially or um, otherwise um, with 25 people in the building. Phase three gets rolled out Thursday. Phase three, specific to us, um, although it will have some more leniency for restaurants, it can increase to 75% capacity. Um, service at bar areas turns, uh, changes a little bit, but specific to the Palace Theater, we have now been authorized and allowed to invite 50% or engage 50% of our capacity into the theater. Now do the math, everyone. 50% capacity of our 2,600 seat theater, let's do the math, is 1,300 people. We also have to abide by social distancing rules. So that means that every person needs about 36 square feet about them and around them um, in space. So what we have had to do is take our 2,600 seat venue, drop it to 50%, but then providing six foot um, um, social distancing, it brings our capacity down to 650 seats. Better than 25, but not 2,600. Um, so with that, it gives us and affords us a little bit of an opportunity to look at different programs that currently aren't on the road. Right. There might be local engagements. We're having conversation with the Waterbury Symphony about a quartet, some chamber style music that might be able to be presented in a smaller audience at smaller capacity in an effort to build excitement, build trust and get people back through the doors. Right. So those are the initial um, and the requirements that are going to be put on. One of the things that's also interesting um, for many of you who are either um, um, subscribers who have even worked within the theater, um, in this new phase three capacity, we will not be allowed to serve alcohol or any food service. None of that is available um, to the patron. The goal is to mitigate congestion. So people lines at the bars, lined at concession stands, line at merch, um, um, uh, merch for merchandise are also going to be tried to mitigate it as well. They want people to come in orderly, sit, take their seat, sit quietly away from people, enjoy the show and leave orderly. Mitigate the transmission, mitigate congestion. So it's not an ideal situation, but it is something that we can work within um, and allows us to dabble with different types of programming models within this level of space. And let me just say, that's the way we get people back. It is not the future of this palace forever. Um, many of us in the medical field believe that we will develop herd immunity to COVID-19. It's gonna take vaccinations. It's gonna take a little bit longer so we can get up to 70 to 80% of our country with antibodies to this um, virus and be able to control it in that sense. Yeah. And I think mask wearing is going to be part of the new norm um, in the early stages of reopening the theater. We're going to see that. Um, and that's just going to be the requirement by the state, but it's also, I think, for um, smart um, um, health purposes as well. Sanitation stations where you can sanitize your hands. We will have those lines. Um, we'll be um, creating um, ability to kind of um, gauge people and um, keep them as distant as we possibly can. So those are all the implementable steps that we will be taking place in order to assure our patrons um, the best um, overall experience. 
Um, reality is technology is going to take a big role of this as well. You're going to see digital ticketing um, and they're going to be delivered to your phone. Um, you're going to even see um, our seat when you purchase a ticket online, perhaps uh, what's going to happen is if I buy a ticket with Peter, the seats next to me will be blocked out immediately so that there's always two feet or two, two seats between me on either side and behind me in, a, in an effort to mitigate that um, transmission and congestion. So the experience is going to be different but it's going to be something we can work within and it's going to be something worth us committing to and coming back to because overall the experience of returning to the theater is worth it and is something that we have to continue. To I was just going to ask, are you going to tell my wife she's not allowed to sit next to me or her <laughs> She asked me to, okay, she asked me she to asked come at that <laughs> um, So there's a host of things that are coming down the pike. Um, it's, I wish I had more clarity. I wish I had more um, definitive news um, as far as titles, as far as the ability to kind of implement these things, but these are all being rolled out in our job in the theater. As a venue that convenes thousands of people, it's our responsibility to make sure that all of our ducks are in a row, all the safety precautions are put into place before we open our door, because we do not want to be one of those areas that is a, a place of transmission. And trust me, no two people want to see this theater up and running and rolling again, then the two of us, and add on everyone within this city who wants to see the restaurants open and booming as well. So we are doing whatever is possible to have, make sure that happens and make sure it happens safely. And what we're going to do, we're going to follow up. We may, once we get more information, I know we're almost at our half hour point. Uh, once we get more information, once we have more definitive details, we will likely do this again because we yes. I think it's important for us to share this information until we can actually all convene in person again. Um, but we've also discussed now that the rules are becoming a little bit clearer and we're seeing a little bit more of an end line in place about doing a survey to all of our subscribers and patrons and saying, okay, what is it going to take for you to come back? Or do you feel comfortable wearing a mask? Do you not? Is If you're not going to come back because you're wearing a mask and it's a vaccine, we have to kind of gauge our ability to present and engage a broader audience if there's going to be these barriers that are in place. Our job is to keep everyone safe. Our job is to entertain. Our job is to um, engage a community together. And those are not all mutually exclusive because safety, health, security are first and foremost. So. Right. Look for surveys from us uh, following up. Look for follow-up information on our programming um, and, um, and what we intend to do as far as our safety protocols, because they will continue to be rolled out um, as we become more definitive and more concrete in what we do. Um, it's, I had to say, it's, it's more exciting than I thought. This, um, this time frame is more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I suspected we would not be having this conversation likely until the spring. Correct. And so to move forward ahead to a phase three, to know that we can welcome um, 600 people um, in a safe, efficient manner is exciting. Now it's about putting all the ducks in a row and providing that level of opportunity and program to our customers. So. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the development committee and the finance committee will also be rolling out a, the annual appeal. And you might be saying, well, what's that all about? Well, you know, it does take the efforts of every one of you and us and everyone who is a patron of this magnificent facility to continue to help support it. And I know times are tough and I know things are, you know, a little rougher than they had been. And trust me, I've been watching furloughs at the hospital and everywhere else, but, and even physicians I know who've been furloughed. So I understand all that. Um, but as many of you know, my wife runs United Way. So it's, it's almost now more than ever and whatever we can do and support us, support the palace, 
support your fellow people in the greater Waterbury area is very much appreciated. And that's why, you know, I pen my name to the annual appeal again. Yeah, and, I, and I appreciate that sentiment and your point about helping the community. I would say the Palace Theater is critical and vital to us, all, all right. of us on this um, screen, but all the arts organizations are struggling as much as we are. Big and small, our friends at Seven Angels have the same exact issues that we have. Production of product, consumer confidence, the ability to reopen their doors. We're all gonna be struggling. And if we want Waterbury to be that cultural gem that it is to drive traffic, to bring um, excitement to a community, we need to support all those organizations. The Palace first, of course, um, but then the other ones are fine too, so. So are there any uh, questions or are we wrapping? Is there anybody who has a question? Raise your hand, we'll unmute you or put it in the chat room. Um, not that I can see that far, yeah. but anything there? Right. Nothing in the chat. Okay. So that is our half hour wrap up. We will be doing more of these. We're more than happy to hear any feedback that you have. We've tried to be as open and as honest as we can be. Um, you know, uh, the board continues to meet on a monthly basis. Look at the financials, look at other areas that will affect the palace, be it now, tomorrow, or down the road. Um, watching closely Broadway, watching closely every single potential venue that, that's coming out and where we can put our stakes in and start to reopen this magnificent structure. Exactly, and I, I couldn't agree more. So I thank you for everyone for your time. Um, thanks for your kind words and your support over the past six months. We will continue to be in touch. Uh, we'll be here for you when um, when we are open, we able to open our doors, and maybe we'll be able to um, shake hands or hug each other or something. And if like you that. have any questions, send them in. We'll be happy to try and answer them. Um, I'm just looking. It oh well, thank you. <laughs> Said your transparency is appreciated. Yeah. So we thank you for that. We will be here for you. We hope that you will come back to enjoy with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Night. Good night. <laughs>